In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope you're this week. Today I have a very special guest. Um, her name's Denise Taylor, and she is the author of Heavenly Birth, A Mother's Journey, A Daughter's Legacy. Denise is an inspirational speaker, and um, Denise is married her husband, to her husband, John, and she has four of five children. After 15 years on earth and a three-year bout with leukemia, their oldest daughter, Janae, experienced her heavenly birth in June of 08. So while this is a truly, truly heartbreaking story, it hasn't even been two years since Denise has experienced um, Janae actually going to heaven, I have decided to have Denise on my show today because she is such an inspiration and she has so many ways that she is paying it forward. So with that, I would like to introduce to you Denise Taylor. Good morning, Denise. Good morning, Josephine. How are you doing today, Denise? I'm better every day in every way. (laughs) I say that all the time and it really is an inspiration to so many people. So I would love for you to share your story with our listeners today. Well, Janae was diagnosed when she was 12, and as a mother that wanted to empower her or give her all the tools that she needed to fight the leukemia, the first thing that came to me was that we needed to focus on the positive, no matter how much it was outweighed by the negative. And I wasn't very good at doing that myself, and so we started looking and practicing different ways that we could choose to have that perspective, you know, one that was grateful or one that was focused on the good and not being overtaken or overwhelmed by the bat. Oh, I think that is, that's just amazing. So, so Denise, tell us, when did this, uh, did it just all of a sudden come out of the blue that, how did you know that there was something wrong with your daughter? She woke up one morning. I'm somebody that rises early and goes to the gym, and she was waiting for me to come out into the family room from the bedroom because she knew that I would be getting up early, but she had been having these leg pains in bed, and she could no longer wait on me. She came into the bathroom. She sat down on the side of the tub. She said, I'm scared, and described the leg pain as feeling like an elephant was sitting on her legs. 
And we, you know, I looked at them and they were shaking. And I thought it was muscle fatigue because we'd put in a basketball goal just the night before. And my husband had been out there with all the kids and she's not real athletic. And so I told her it was muscle fatigue. That's what happens when you work out when you're not used to it. But I called the emergency room. They said to keep her hydrated, that it was flu season and, you know, that the leg pain was typical of that. But 8 o'clock came around and she was still feeling bad. Called the pediatric office. They said the same thing. But just as a mother's intuition, I felt like something was up and I should take her in. And by 1 o'clock that afternoon, we had a diagnosis that they were pretty sure it was leukemia and that the children's hospital was waiting to direct admit us, and they would confirm it the next morning. So it happened very quickly. There weren't any red flags or any symptoms that were a precursor that gave us an indication that there was something that severe that was happening. Wow. So how, Denise, what was your initial reaction to the whole thing? Uh, you sound like such a strong person. And just the, the little bit that we've talked, I just get this feeling that you were probably in overdrive and you just said, this is my baby and I'm gonna do everything I can to take care of her. Absolutely. You know, it was kind of, I try to describe it as best I can. It was like an out-of-body experience where I was trying to process things and responding to what I call divine counsel because right away, um, I just, there was no crumbling or no anger or no feeling sorry for ourselves. I really don't think that I felt like there was probably time for that. Like, it just came so quickly that I knew that we needed to respond very quickly and there wasn't time to sit around and, you know, have resentment or it was just a matter of picking up the tools and, and trying to figure it out quickly. And I just, I call it the voice. I just heard a voice instruct me to stay focused on the positive. And I knew I wasn't good at it. So that's when I started offering to her that we needed, you know, to start focusing on the positive. That's the only way that we were going to defeat what we called the beast at the time. And one of the first things that we started doing was keeping gratitude journals. Um, to keep us focused on the blessings, and that is such a imperative thing to do, um, even on your worst day, to decide yeah. to try to find something that you're thankful for, and we found the empowerment in that. That was like one of the first steps that we took. I think a gratitude journal is just such a nice idea, and I think all moms should probably do it with their children, whether they're sick or not. It's just so... It's such a powerful tool to realize that as bad as we have it, you know what, we do experience a lot of good in our lives also on a daily basis. So I think that is so special that you thought to do that with your daughter. And now that's a token that you have, you know, that you can keep close to your heart, which I think is really, really special. Definitely. I, I get to um, continue to reuse those things. You know, I call it the gratitude muscle. I refer to a lot of the spiritual and mental practices as developing or working out the muscle. And, you know, physically, if you've got strong biceps or strong abs, just because you've reached a point where you have them doesn't mean you're going to maintain them if you don't continue to practice or, you know, strengthen them. And so I get to still use all of those things that we used through her journey in continuing mine and paying that forward to other people. Oh, I think that's that's just incredible. You know, Denise, you talk about, you know, building up your muscle and your biceps, and I know that that was something that you really focused on to try to help you get through such a tough situation. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? 
Well, when you're overwhelmed with something like that or if something comes up against you like that that's a real adversity or, or climbing the mountain, if you will, if you don't have the endurance or the physical capability to climb, you know, what are you going to do? And that's to try to strengthen those things. And at the time, I had learned different ways to try to stay in control because I've had a, a history of stress eating or binge eating, and I really felt like I wasn't going to be able to lead and help her with her fight if I didn't overcome what I knew was my fight, and that was to not succumb to the food or to fall into a depression that kind of snowballs when you, you know, are out of control that way when you're trying to numb a void or fill a void with something that's not really going to work. For me, that was food, and I needed to get in control of my food issues and working out. And so I really plugged in with all of these things that I had no control over, like Janae's illness or how her body responded or what the doctors were going to say or what was going to happen in the day at the hospital. I knew if I got up and worked out first thing in the morning and I claimed control of that, that kind of set me on the rock to be ready, kind of ahead of the game, if you will, like to, you know, rack up my points early. And that's how I did it. That's how I felt my strength was in tuning in and focusing on the physical and what I could control as far as taking care of my body and what I put in my mouth to kind of be the leader. That I felt like that was the only way that I could be, you know, for Janae. I and anybody else important. in those circumstances, too. Sure. But, Denise, just the fact that you were such an inspiration to your daughter, I'm sure I just looked at all the pictures and the way she adored you and the way that she smiled at you was just so touching because, you know what, I love the fact that your attitude was, there's no time to be sad right now. You're here with me and we're going to make the best of it and we're just going to go forward and fight the battle. And I think you did just an amazing job at that. So. Well, I think Janae's life began with me teaching her, but it ended with her teaching me because a lot of the things that I used that I felt were going to teach her, when I needed a teacher, she was there mirroring that back to me. And I don't know if you've had a chance to check out the videos. I just watched one because I'm after the radio show, I get to um, introduce Wacky Wednesdays to the Rotary here, and I was watching the little four-minute clip that I usually show when I have a short amount of time. And... What you're talking about with that adoration and that love, you know, for me to be able to watch it um, in that way in the video or see it in the pictures, you know, it's one of those things where I just am so thankful. I mean, I still have four children that love me and that I love and that I get to nurture and be a part of their life. But to have that captured where I can relive it, what I shared with her, and to just be thankful that I had that when some people go, maybe go their whole life and don't know what that type of relationship or what that type of bond is, is to not be upset that I don't have more of it, but to be thankful that I had it for the time that I did. I, I, I love laughter and I love um, quotes and Dr. Seuss, one of the things <laughs> that he says is to not cry because it's over, smile because it happened. And when I look at those pictures and I relive through those videos, watching her and that love that we shared that's what i choose to do is just smile and be grateful that it happened well i'll tell you denise yes i did see the videos and i am sure there's not one person that watches those videos and ends up with dry eyes because it was just truly so touching and the fact that you have that again is just a beautiful beautiful thing so, um, Denise, let's tell the listeners where they can go to listen to those or to watch those videos. 
They go to www.wegettoo.com, W-E-G-E-T-T-O, and um, they can see, you know, her life and pictures and video and, you know, continue the journey that I say started with her, but that continues with anybody that wants to accept the invitation. I love to share that with people. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, Denise, we're just getting ready to come up to a break in a minute. But um, I would love to talk about how you wrote your book with the title Heavenly Birth, A Mother's Journey, A Daughter's Legacy. And um, I'd love to see when you wrote it and why you wrote it and what you're doing about getting that out into the world today. And of course, when we come back, I can't wait to hear more about Wacky Wednesday. Okay, great. It's just so great. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life and she'll share that in every show. Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central starting November 4th on toginet.com. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I have a very special guest, Denise Taylor. And um, Denise is the author of a book, Heavenly Birth. And Denise, I would love to know what inspired you to write this book. Well, you know, when we're in the hospital, 
um, day in and day out, these cookie-cutter days that happen, there, there aren't a lot of options on what to do um, to fill the time and to pass the time in the day. And, of course, we had TV, um, but I think there's a lot of trash TV. A lot of the reality shows and the things that are on there don't do anything to contribute to your life. They contaminate it. And I didn't have a production crew to follow me around for what I felt like was reality that we could really use that would contribute to our lives and have us embracing the gift of it. So I decided to produce something with my words, with written work. And I was blogging every day. And the feedback that was coming back from the blog was so positive that, you know, I just daily, I I journaled, even on days that I didn't feel necessarily like writing. um, It was like the last thing I would do before I go to bed would be to update everyone on Janae's status and what we were learning and what we were experiencing. And I was very transparent. If it was good and bright and joyful, I shared it. If we were struggling, I shared how we were struggling. And then I would share the tools that we were using. And again, the journey began with Janae, but I knew it was supposed to continue. And that encouragement and the way that I was being used to inspire people, I wanted to figure out a way to continue to do that, and it inspires and encourages me as well. It's a cycle, and so I produced a book um, with those blogs that I kept the the last nine months of her life. Oh, wow. That's great. And, you know, one thing you had said to me, which I thought was so touching and so true, was when you said, it's almost like that is your story, but how other people can relate. Um, your story to their very own story. And that's probably why you got so much positive feedback because so many people could relate to you because when you write, I just feel that you write, Denise, straight from the heart. And it's just so touching. And it's not only that, I just feel that you have shown and shared with the world through your book ways that that, like you said, it's just reality, that you didn't choose this to be your life, but you were given this situation, and you really made the best out of it. You made the most happiness that you possibly could from an illness, and I think that's just so inspirational, and I'm sure that a lot of the readers feel the same way. Well, I've been inspired, you know, when you're in a low point and you're looking for help or assistance or a way to get out of the rut or the way to move forward, I use other people's stories, too. I mean, that's what I was looking for. I did a lot of reading, and other people were inspiring me, and I could see how circumstances could be worse and that the people that had worse circumstances were dealing with their stories in a positive way, and I just decided I wanted to join that circle that... If I were taking things from other people's story to encourage me and to create my powerful story, then I want people to take whatever components fit from what I'm sharing to pull into theirs and create their own empowering story. You know, a lot of times when I speak or when I meet people, inevitably they're going to say, you're amazing. And it's not about me. I think we're all amazing. We all have stories. We all have challenges. And it's a matter of what our options are and what we choose. And I just want to reflect back to everybody else what I have seen through the stories that came to me to inspire me. (laughs) So it really is paying it forward. I was given something. It contributed to my life. I want to give back and allow people to choose how it will contribute to theirs. Oh, that's just great. That's great. 
And how was the whole situation, Denise, within the household? I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine having, having to take care of your daughter and wanting to spend every moment with her and having a husband and having four other children. I just think, like, how did you not get overwhelmed? Because the average mom with five kids, I can imagine, gets overwhelmed under normal circumstances. How did you handle it? Well, when you see that you are a, a parent, that you are a leader, and they're looking to you, you've got to figure out a way to lead them and, and to be that, be what they need. And by example, you know, kids are very smart. <laughs> you can say whatever you want, but if you're not doing it, they're picking up more on your actions than they are your words. And so, you you know, I mean, the lesson came really quick that you've got to be walking the talk, that you've got to be authentic. And again, just watching them choose the components or the pieces that they wanted to, you know, to give them that strength. And they all did it in different ways. And I, I was blessed to have my parents move up here and get a rental and help when my husband was at work. Community was incredible, the way they pulled together. And that's what I share with people is there's a gift in everything if you will choose to see it. And it's not like leukemia or chronic illness or the loss of a loved one is something that we're putting on our wish list. But in the center of it, I found grace and love like I would have never known without them coming together to be that aid for us and to witness it firsthand and to feel it, to experience it. Um, was beautiful in a, in a, you know, in a surprising, ironic kind of way. Wow. So tell us a little bit about that wish list. I thought that was very interesting. Our dream boards? Yeah, the yeah. dream board. Well, I had been doing, when you, if you go to the site and you watch the, the videos, a couple of them are centered on the physical fitness. That's what kind of got the attraction of the people that, contacted me to do this story was on the physical fitness and 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 you'll see this in all kinds of books whether it's physical fitness whether it's business growth or success you'll see about vision boards or dream boards or you know um, visualizing what it was that you want and I had gotten into the habit of creating dream boards is what I call them and I put on them because I'm a visual person you know we can make notes and we can write out what our plan is and write out what our dream is but for me it's quicker and it's just more of a power punch when I see it in a second than if I take the time to sit down and read it. I'm, I'm somebody that I call it as attention, you know, attention deprived. I wouldn't say it's ADD. I don't think it's a disorder. Right. It's just a challenge that I have. And so to sit down and read goals may not happen, but to see it in a picture, like in one shot of a board that I created that's connected to my heart and soul and what my dream is, you know, I would create 12 week goals and put them up there and inevitably those dreams became reality because I was empowered and inspired and driven to take the steps necessary to create them. So when Janae was going through her bone marrow transplant and trying to figure out ways to empower her, we had been, you know, given a very grim picture of what her body was going to go through and what she was going to endure as a result of the bone marrow transplant. So I knew there were going to be days that she laid there not feeling like doing anything, and I wanted her future on the ceiling so that she would fight for it. So if she didn't feel like getting out of bed and if she only just rolled over from her stomach to her back for a second, if she opened her eyes, it was going to be right there on the ceiling. And so we created a, her own dream board for those things that she wanted long-term and short-term to keep her driving, you know, to create those. Oh, I, I just think that's amazing. And 
a lot of times, Denise, I interview a lot of business people, very successful business owners, and a lot of them also use a vision board. And I think, I think that's amazing. It's such a great idea that if somebody is ill to create that vision board, even if it's just a picture of them when they were, you know, healthy, that they right. can fight to become healthy again. And you know what? You got to do whatever you have to do in order to keep the hope because without the hope, then there's nothing but sadness in my mind. And it just looks to me that every single day you did something, even if it was wacky. <laughs> so <laughs> about wacky Wednesday, Denise. Well, today is a wacky Wednesday. Um, you know, that's probably not by chance, but I sit here and I was just, I've been cracking myself up all morning. I have a lime green wig on and gold glitter glasses and a purple feather boa. And I, you know, for me, the definition of wacky is, I guess, tacky. I've, I just, put on probably the most tacky thing I can throw together and it changes every Wednesday and um, I try to go out and give big doses of laughter. I really believe that that's the best medicine and the side effects are awesome. You can't really overdose on it and it takes courage. This was all born and created through a school spirit week that Janae was missing when she was in the hospital. She was bummed. You know, I don't, um, people that have children in school that are older, you know, they have like Backwards Friday or Wacky Wednesday or Blue Orange Day or whatever the school colors are. And she'd gotten the email on a Wednesday that it was Wacky Wednesday. And we were in Cincinnati at the hospital a couple hours from home. And I said, we don't need to be at school to be wacky. We can get wacky right here. Um, the only difference is everybody at school knows it's Wacky Wednesday. They're wacky together, and they know why. Right. And when I volunteered for her to dress me up wacky, we were in a place where nobody knew it was Wacky Wednesday and nobody else was doing it. And it was really a kind of a cool experiment that I didn't see happening as far as getting out of the way, kind of getting over yourself and losing the ego or the vanity Um to get wacky, have people look at you strangely, but hopefully have people also look at you and smile or laugh or ask you what's up. And that opens the door to be able to share the story that we can replace the sickness and the seriousness with silliness. And um, it is contagious. And you can feel, you know, just horrible and start putting on some silly things. And just because it's so ludicrous, it really lifts your spirit right away. So I have a vision of creating Wacky Wednesday kind of and following pursuit, you know, with um, Casual Friday. Whoever started Casual Friday, I don't know if we even know who they are, and it's, not, it's irrelevant. Um, everybody gets casual and wears jeans to work, and it's, there's no explanation needed anymore. Everybody just knows. And I'm hoping before my own heavenly birth that – all of us will just tap into that child and drop the seriousness and the sickness and whatever it is that's weighing us down and replace it with a little bit of silliness. And it really does create something extraordinary out of what would have been ordinary just because of the choice that we have and us choosing to do it. Oh, I, I just think that's beautiful. And I, I'm sure that the people, the nurses and the doctors in the hospital probably got a kick out of it, too, because I'm sure it's very sad for them to be in a situation where they're among young, sick children, and anything that would bring a smile on anybody's face would just make it so a, a brighter day and easier to face whatever they're facing at the time. 
But Denise, we'll be back shortly right after this message. Right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on Toginet.com. 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home and fashion designer, inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of pure Tracy. And now she's coming to Toginet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on Toginet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, hi, everyone. It's Josephine Jirasi again with Paying It Forward. And today's um, guest, we have Denise Taylor. And Denise was just telling us about this wonderful program that she started called Wacky Wednesday. So, Denise, let's finish telling the listeners how you came up with it and how you'd like to expand the concept. Okay. Well, Janae was missing Wacky Wednesday at school, so we got wacky ourselves in the hospital. We had so much fun being silly that we really did forget. We were distracted about how sick she was, and so we decided to do it every week. And it was just the two of us um, getting wacky, and then a couple of the staff there at the hospital started joining in, and we had this vision of creating Wacky Wednesday, you know, all over the world, um, but starting in the hospital. So after she passed away, I decided to keep her legacy alive and to really celebrate what she had given me through, um, you know, persevering and driving through the Wacky Wednesday vision. So for the last year and a half, I've gone in on Wednesdays to the local children's hospital. I'm all whacked out. I give them wacky hats, wacky boas, wacky scarves, and, you know, try to give them that laughter that's the best medicine. The the challenge for me so far is that it's a five-minute party while I'm in the room with the children because they'll be courageous and brave enough to be wacky as long as I'm in there being wacky with them. Yeah. But once I leave, 
nobody else is being wacky. The, the staff hasn't really embraced this yet. I noticed a lot of um, heavy energy, and, and they, you know, try to stay detached or not personally involved in the way. But, you know, eventually I think they're going to see if they wake the children up and they're wacky and they're promoting Wacky Wednesday, it'll be like a party all day long, and it won't just bless the patients and their family. It's going to bless them as far as the atmosphere and energy changing, you know, on that day. If they look over and their coworkers got a blacked-out tooth and a unibrow, which is what Janae did to me on our first Wacky Wednesday, you can't help but laugh, you know, at how silly you look. And I think what I've started to, you know, to do is maybe to have it out in the world and it come into the hospitals so that we are all being courageous enough or silly enough. You know, I think it would be so much fun if you go to the bank and the teller is wacky and you go to the grocery and the cashier is wacky. And, of course, everyone's not going to embrace this. Not everybody embraces casual Friday and wears jeans to the office, but there are enough that everybody knows what it is, and if you want to participate, you do, you know. and I think it's a great, great concept. Denise, have you thought about possibly just coming up with, like, a niche market like the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts and seeing if maybe they could help out with your cause? And, you know, sometimes it's kind of cute coming from the kids themselves, and then perhaps you'll get people to um, donate the boas and donate the silly hats and things like that. Well, that's where we're headed. That's what we need because up until this point, you know, it's been funded by myself and some Facebook friends that will place an order on Oriental Trading and have it sent to the house. And it really does need to grow to a place where we have sponsors and endorsement. And I'm just, I call myself a baby in this whole process. I'm kind of learning as I go and Uh haven't grown into that yet. You know, I need to fill out my 501c3 and try to figure out how I do that, how I get the funding to do that to where we become nonprofit. Um, I see it being the We Get To Foundation and Wacky Wednesday being a component of that so that we can fund having the props and the wacky things in the hospital. But, you know, right now it's up to me to go into the hospital and be wacky, and I'm asking everybody to just be courageous enough, and I'm going to post on YouTube today my first video. To promote that, you know, anybody that's courageous enough, I don't need to be there. There doesn't need to be an invitation. There doesn't need to be an official Wacky Wednesday. If we just start deciding to get out there and spread it in that viral way that happens, that, you know, the wackiness will start popping up everywhere. And then the kids won't need to, you know, have me in there per se to enjoy and experience Wacky Wednesday in a hospital where it's so hard to, you know, find the joy and find the laughter, find the smiles. We can create them for them, for each other. Sure. That sounds wonderful. Now, what about the doctors and the nurses? Do they dress up too? There's one floor in the hospital that's embraced this and participating, but again, they only wear the wacky stuff while I'm there. I caught them. I went back once because (laughs) I left my keys, and when I went back, they'd taken all the stuff off already. It's it's Wacky Wednesday all day, not just while I'm in here. Um, and, and that's outpatient. And I really think this is, I mean, it's like I said, it's good for everybody. But it's really the kids that are inpatient, those families that are in there day in and day out that need it. So, you know, it's kind of like I, I looked at Janae and her example. You know, she had disappointments and, and things came up that really weren't how we envisioned and how as easy as we would have liked. And the Wacky Wednesday thing isn't taking off as easy or, you know, as effortlessly as I would like. But I learned through her tenacity, through her spirit, through her courage, 
to push through. And so I'll keep going. And, you know, my friend teased me and said we're going to be 80 years old on it. Happy Wednesday. And nobody's going to be doing it with us. But, so you know, funny. I don't believe that. I believe it'll grow. But if that's what it takes, you know, I have a strong I will not quit muscle is what I call it. And so I will just keep strengthening the I will not quit muscle until it takes off and it grows into the life it's supposed to have. That sounds great. So now, Denise, um, tell us about the costumes. If somebody wanted to donate costumes, do they have to be sanitized? Well, they do need to be packaged separately, especially, you know, Janae had leukemia and those children that are on the oncology floor, their immunity is low. And so they do need to be new. They do need to be packaged. Um, but then, you know, to promote it to the staff, they don't need the new things. So a lot of times, you know, things that are donated that are used, I take them and, you know, that eliminates one of the excuses from the staff that they didn't have time to go. They don't have anything. Then I can just pull something out and say, here, here you go. Get- <laughs> yeah, grab <laughs> Something, put it on and get wacky. And so if anybody's interested in helping with that, if they want more information, they can go to the website. My email's there. Again, it's www.wegettwo.com. And um, you, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, that sounds good. Now, getting back to um, the donations, what does packaged mean exactly, Denise, as far as a costume? Well, we really don't give them, like, a whole costume. We'll let them choose a pair of glasses, a hat, uh, boa, and so if it's tagged so that they know, you know, they have that confidence that it's new, or if it's in a package where they can tell it's not been used, that's when I say package. Um, and, you know, for the children that are on the fourth or fifth floor, or, you know, like even if Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts are going to do it, then obviously if the immunity thing's not an issue for them, or the newness is not an issue for them, but for the right. patients to take it into the hospital, they need to know it's not been worn or not been used before. And it's not a whole get-up, you know, I mean, I don't do wacky mildly. I'm all, you know, crazy. But even if it's just a silly headband, a silly pair of glasses, you know, a Band-Aid across the nose, it doesn't take a whole lot to just inject the the silliness that's necessary. Oh, I I just love the whole concept. I think it's wonderful. And um, how about local PR? Have you gotten the local newspapers to get in on it at all? We have, but it's not, you know, it's, again, it's kind of like a temporary thing. I haven't figured out how to keep that blooming. It'll be in the newspaper, and there might be mention of it somewhere, you know, for a week, but people aren't really embracing it and and deciding to participate. They think it's a great idea, mm-hmm. but they don't take the next step to participate. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like it's really a big investment at all. It's just no, that's what I'm saying. That's why I started saying, you know, where I was drumming it into the hospital, drumming it for donations, anybody can participate. They don't even need to donate if they don't want to right now. They just put something wacky. They run some errands on Wednesday. Send them to We Get to let them see pictures of how this started. You know, share that story that could inspire them to create their own story. And it, it costs nothing. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you put a Band-Aid across your nose and take your eye pencil and black out a tooth, I mean, it's not like you needed to invest anything. <laughs> To contribute to the vision and to get this out there because it is contagious. I mean, it is growing. It just hasn't gotten that miracle grow or that boom that I know is coming that I'm just, you know, kind of waiting for. I I wonder, Denise, if the patients show improvement on these wacky Wednesdays. 
Well, I have gotten feedback where there have been, you know, they don't know where they where they heard. This is where that ripple effect happens, and why you pay it forward. You don't necessarily need to know how or where, just that something is happening, that you're contributing, and something is growing from an example or an act that you've done. And there have been a couple patients that have come into the hospital on Wednesday and are bummed when the wackiness isn't all around them because they heard that the hospital was wacky on Wednesday. So you know, feedback like that is going to get somebody's attention that's a decision maker because really what I think would happen if I find the right person, the director or the one that's kind of in control that, you know, if they've got to wear name bags or name badges or scrubs, you know, who's going to stay? It's almost like it needs to be mandatory for just at least one week. <laughs> where they say that you need to do it, and they'll see how much fun it was, like we did. I mean, we didn't know the first Wacky Wednesday we were going to do it every week. It was bit by the experience, our own personal experience, that fueled that. So if I could get them to have this one personal experience, that that will fuel it. That will be the growth that it needs. It's just a matter of, you know, getting the seed to actually sprout into something. Yeah, I think it sounds great. I think if you, just like with any business, because that's what this is turning into, you know, it's running a business is really you have a product or a concept that you want to start spreading the news. And lots of times in business what we do is we do press releases and send them out just to kind of get the buzz out there. And once the buzz starts happening, more and more people get to know right. exactly what Wacky Wednesday is. And you never know. You might just really start to get people who are interested in volunteering and making donations, which would be great for you. Absolutely. So I think it, I love the concept of Wacky Wednesday, and um, I think you're off to a great, great start. So that's wonderful. So now we just we have a little while before we we have about two minutes before our break. So Denise, why don't we talk a little about your website? We get to and how you came up with the the whole phrase. We get to. Well, I had heard um, to not say I have to, but say I get to. And I believe it was Joel Stein on a sermon that he had one Sunday when we were at the hospital, and I wasn't able to get out and go to church. And it really is kind of like one of those things where you hear something, but you don't really, it doesn't register, or you don't really know the empowerment of it. And a couple months later, Janae was here getting sick as we were getting ready to go get chemo, and um, she was crying. She said, I hate this. And again, it was where I knew that these words weren't my own, but I just got out of the way and, and whatever was directing them, I heard myself say, I think this is when we say we get to have chemo, not we have to have chemo. And we tried to figure out a way to believe that. We tried to, you know, put that to practice. And within minutes, we were empowered um, from turning the burden into a blessing by the change of one word. And so that's become a real passion of mine is to pass that on and let people know how they can change anything that they want just by saying I get to and seeing how things could be worse and being thankful that it's not and changing the have to to get to. And that's where the we get to um, began. I just absolutely love that phrase. I love the way you explain it, Denise, because, I mean, just on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, a lot of times, you know, even as a, a busy mom, it's like, oh, gosh, I have to make dinner tonight instead of, I get to make dinner tonight, and it really, it changes everything. Then you put your heart and soul into it because you're happy to be doing this for your children, your family, and it really does change your whole perspective. 
It's the power of gratitude. When you realize I get to make dinner because I'm healthy enough to stand on my own feet, that I'm, you know, able to use my brain in a way that I can put whatever the ingredients together. I mean, it just steamrolls into however many blessings you want to find in it. You know, that you have children, that they're home with you, and that there are people that are at the hospital that can't have their dinner, that can't fix their dinner. You know, the power of the gratitude just shifts everything. Well, thank you so much, Denise. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, right after these on toginet.com. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion-savvy, and earth-friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it at no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Colwell and Corey Colwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the greening with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Hi, everyone. It's Josephine again. And I can't believe I have Denise Taylor as my guest today. She's the author of Heavenly Birth, A Mother's Journey, A Daughter's Legacy. And when I asked Denise to be my guest, I said to her, Denise, you'll be amazed at how quickly an hour can go on the phone. And Denise, I can't believe we're in our last segment here. So it does fly. Yes. Yeah. That's what they say when you're having fun, right? Right. So. Yep. All right. So Denise, um, we were in the middle of talking about um, the website we get to. And um, I just want to make sure we have the opportunity to tell our listeners about the wristbands. Right. Well, I have purple wristbands that say I get to on them. And that is just to remind anybody that wants to be encouraged and empowered with the the gratitude um, to remind themselves that they get to. And I just even an email just popped up right now as we're on the you know, on the phone. 
by the way, I wear the purple. I get to wristband that you gave me every day. When things get a little hectic, it helps me pause and get the right mindset. It reminds me to be grateful for the beautiful gifts and blessings in life that I have. And that's exactly what it's supposed to do. And even with the practice that I've had, you know, you would think that I've seen my daughter say, I get to have chemo instead of I have to have chemo. I personally, when we were preparing for her funeral, in my head heard myself saying, I have to bury my child. But I have a radar that goes off when I say have to that says you need to find and get to. And I didn't know how to do that, but I kind of got the answer in a whisper that said you get to release her into God's hands. You got to be her mother. You get to share the power of her life with other people. And I was empowered by, you know, the fact that I was chosen to be her mom, that I got to spend 15 years with her and was grateful instead of sorrowful. But I still, it's like that muscle I was talking about that will atrophy and wither if you don't continually use it. I wear the bracelet because I'm never you know, so strong that I don't need to be reminded to find the blessings. We're all challenged in life every day. I was waiting for a cell phone for my youngest child for her birthday, and what I thought was going to be a 30-minute wait turned into a two-hour wait, and I was getting frustrated. And I looked down and saw my wristband, and I thought, unbelievable. I get to wait on a cell phone. I don't have to be in a hospital next to a child taking their last breath, and I've done that. I waited for two and a half weeks for today to take her last breath when they told us that she wasn't going to make it. And I did it with more patience and grace by staying focused on the blessings and saying I get to than I was waiting on that cell phone that day. And it changed my life for a wait. I can wait in the airport all day. I can wait in traffic all day. I can wait in a line at the store all day. And because I've realized that I get to wait on those things and I'm not being asked to wait on something worse, that I can be grateful for that instead of frustrated. And I don't know if you've ever been, you know, if you've ever given the power to a weight, but you can disengage it and claim the power from anything when you choose to see that it's not what it could be and that you get to be in this circumstance, you know, in relation to what it could be. And And I Get You Bands can be ordered from the website, and those proceeds go to Wacky Wednesday. And they're just a little wristband that reminds you whether you wear it, whether you put it by your sink where you brush your teeth, whether you put it on your gear shift in the car, those times that you, you know, just like me, that you may be challenged or you may be struggling to claim your joy and hold on to it, that I Get To is going to jump up and, you know, empower you so that you can. I think it's just, it's inspiring. It's just all wrapped up in one word. It truly is inspiring. And, you know, it really puts a whole different perspective to the verse, in all things, give thanks. And it's just beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It's one of those things that um, encouraged me, you know, to keep paying it forward because of my own examples and because of the examples that I keep hearing. You know, just like Wacky Wednesday is a passion that I really want to get out there. I really want people to start empowering themselves and changing the the shift, you know, from complaining to giving thanks with just that one word. It's like fail-proof. It's it's guaranteed if you use it that it's going to work. Yeah, I think it's great, and I think I better hurry up and get my wristband. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I'm going to get one for each of my children and my husband. My whole household will have a band on. Right, you know, it is for every age, every gender, every race, every denomination, every workplace. There is not one person that ex- is excluded from what can happen if they say, I get to. I think it's great. Well, that's wonderful. And I have to tell you once again, I know I already mentioned it, but the videos are just so, so touching on 
on your website, www.wegettoo.com. And it's just, it's a beautiful story. It's a love story of a mother and a daughter. And um, it's just really, really beautiful. So I strongly suggest any listeners out there to try to get to that website and to um, just take a minute. I know everybody's so busy all the time. And I was a little swamped the other day. And I said to myself, wow. I, I really want to listen to this, and I had my whole desk and the phone ringing, and I literally shut off my phone and shut everything down in my office and just focused on the videos, and it really, it just moved me, and like you said, it just changes your perspective of the way you think of your life on a day-to-day basis when you realize that so many people out there are, you know, dealing with very, very big challenges and heartbreaks, you know, so... I think you did a great job with that, Denise, so congratulations on your website. Well, thank you. You know, we can all rise from the victim to the victor, and I think the pictures and the video and the the book, um, you know, show you how it didn't just happen overnight, how it was a process, you know, how each day we were able to grow in just maybe a little way. Maybe it was a baby stride. But where you can see and take it in your own bits and pieces, you know, how to incorporate that. I think it's great. And, Denise, I absolutely love the picture that you have on the book with you releasing the dove. Can you tell everybody about that? And, well, you know, that, that's born the from the get-to that I just shared about her funeral. When I was thinking I have to bury my child and I heard you get to release her into God's hands, we were planning the funeral, so I decided to release a dove to signify I was releasing her spirit into God's hands. It's one of those things that I didn't know the blogging was going to become a book. I didn't know that there was going to be a journalist at her funeral that took a picture of that that was going to perfectly portray an image of her heavenly birth. I didn't know that when I started blogging, when she relapsed, was kind of like the announcement and that nine months later, just like we have nine months to prepare for an earthly birth, I had nine months that I prepared for her heavenly birth. And that book is a nine-month journal. So it was perfect to name it Heavenly Birth. It was perfect that it was nine months. It was perfect that the picture of that birth, of her heavenly birth, was, you know, the release of her spirit into heaven, which is what that dove signified. Yeah, it was really so, so beautiful. And when you had told me that a journalist had taken the picture, it's just, it's, I just feel like you experienced so much along that journey. The fact that you have everything to reflect back on that the average person just doesn't. You know, when you go through caring for somebody that's ill and then they pass away, you have etched in your brain all of those little moments along the way. But it's your memory. But with you, you actually have the hardcore stuff that you can go back to. You can look at your video over and over again and see Janae's beautiful smile every time you look at that video and you remember all your conversations with her. That, to me, is a gift from God. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely, all of it. That's what I keep looking at. If I hadn't listened to that voice that said to write, I wouldn't have that. You know, that's why I say do the gratitude journals. Do journaling, you know, just period, because you think you're going to remember. There's so many things that we don't. So if your kids are little, just the silly things that they're saying. We kept happy books in addition to gratitude journals where we just wrote down little clips of things that made us laugh or smile. And so on those days that we were struggling, we could pull out this happy book, and it would just have a list of things that would 
reignite memories of times that were fun and silly and that created laughter and that we wouldn't be able to recall on memory alone. And that's what the book is. You know, I'm so grateful that, that I blogged. I'm so glad that I shared in the depth and the detail that I did because I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget the lessons that we learned. You know, there is, it does tug at your heartstrings. I mean, there will be tears, but there will also be laughter. There will also be strength. There will also be encouragement in so many ways um, that, I'm just grateful that we have what we do in the words with the book and the pictures on the you know website with the video um, that have been created and that will be continue to be created with whether it's speaking engagements or Wacky Wednesday clips you know I mean that's why I say the journey continues it is her legacy but she lives through us I see it every day oh absolutely you know it's funny Denise I had shared with you and a lot of my listeners know that my first husband had actually passed away of a brain tumor and. It was 13 years ago, and back then there was no blogging. But right. what I did was I had one of my best friends that I used to email all the time, and I used to tell her everything that was happening to you know for the day and what I would give to have those emails back <laughs> because I'm just so curious. So what was going on back then? What was I saying? And you have all of that, which I think is just so beautiful. And like you said, you get to pass it on. But the reason why I brought that up was I just remembered that um, after my husband had passed away, as part of my grief, um, I just, in order to deal with it because it was so much to consume in such a short period of time, I started to write a book about my experience. And Denise, just like you said, so many times I felt like somebody else was writing this book. I would get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'd start typing at my computer. I'd go back to sleep and wake up the next morning, and I'd read what I wrote. And I said, oh, my gosh, what is going on here? <laughs> Who wrote this? And unless this is why I can relate so much to you, unless somebody's really gotten that, you know, has had that experience or that challenge to have lived through, it's hard to explain sometimes, but... You know what? People really do get it, and it's just its a beautiful love story that you have, and um, I'm so glad you're able to share it with so many people with your book. Well, I really appreciate you having me on today so that I can share, you know, and reach people that I, I wouldn't hear on my own. You know, it really is what about paying it for it is, is just trying to get that ripple to go farther and wider, and, um, you know, we're just such a small component of a, a, such a large picture you know? Yeah. <laughs> and just to show up every day and go, okay, I'm here and I'm going to participate in a way that's positive um, is beautiful. And uh, the challenges teach us a lot. There's a movie called The Ultimate Gift that I highly recommend. And um, it's based on a book written by Jim Stovall. And there's a quote in that movie that I, you know, I use affirmations and mantras all the time, but it says, learning is a gift even when pain is the teacher. And I had the girls rewind that probably three or four times until it was ingrained because it was so profound. I knew we were learning so much from the pain. And that if you can embrace that learning as a gift, that's when you're going to come out a winner. That is wonderful. Denise, I can't tell you thank you enough for sharing all of your stories with us and for being such an inspiration to my listeners this week. Thanks again for being my guest. Thank you, Josephine. Thank you, Josephine. With Josephine Tarasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons learned.